Welcome to Salisbury Sermons, a podcast ministry of First United Methodist Church in Salisbury, North Carolina. Today's sermon is a continuation through the story 2021, our discipleship emphasis for this year, where we are encountering God anew in the story of Scripture from beginning to end. The second lesson is from the book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 36 through 42. Listen with me for the word of God. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, who heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him with the request, please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Did you know that Mother's Day has its origins at a Methodist church? It's true. Anne Reeves Jarvis lived in West Virginia and saw the horrors of the Civil War. So she started these small groups to help encourage families, especially to help young moms learn how they could best care for their children. And these groups did wonders. They actually provided opportunities for families who were on other sides of the Civil War to get together. Confederate families, Union families coming together to experience reconciliation and peace for the betterment of their community. She passed away in the year 1905, and her daughter, Anna Jarvis, wanted to celebrate her mother's legacy. And so she rallied some support, and they celebrated Mother's Day for the first time in celebration of the impact that mothers have on the lives of their children, on their community, and their country. A few years later, they were able to convince President Woodrow Wilson to make this a national holiday. So just think, Mother's Day has its origins in a Methodist church with a daughter who was never married, never had her own children, wanting to celebrate her mother. It's a wonderful day for us to celebrate the impact that mothers have on their children, the impact they have on their church, on their community, on their country. And today, we come to God with hearts full of gratitude. And we hear a story about another woman, 
Tabitha, who indeed had a, a tremendous impact on her family, her community, and upon the kingdom. And as we hear in the book of Acts, she left behind a kingdom legacy. A kingdom legacy. I hope you heard the way that Luke, the gospel writer, tells the story. Tabitha, she was known for something. She was known for good works and acts of charity. Now, those are considered two different realms. Good works means doing good things for those that one would expect you to do good things for. Your family, your friends. Acts of charity, those are especially, though, being helpful to people who are hurt, who are pushed aside, people who are forgotten, people who are oftentimes not included. Acts of charity. Tabitha was known for this. She lived in this town called Lydda. It was uh, an interesting place because their economy was driven, amongst other things, purple-colored linens. And it became a place, after Jerusalem was sacked, where many rabbis would go for education. So it was a somewhat sophisticated place, you might say, uh, thanks to the economy and the better educated folks there. Tabitha was highly regarded. We don't know, we don't know about her extended family. We, we don't know if she was a mother. But we know, we know that the people around her who knew her missed her. They were so sad that she had passed away. Peter was nearby, so they called for him, please come see us. They had taken Tabitha's body. They had done the cleansing to honor her life. Peter came. Tabitha, get up, he says. And she was brought back to life. Amazing. When we read these stories in the New Testament, we know that they are emblematic of something bigger that's happening. Because for a person to experience the gift of life, it is something that God provides. For someone to experience the gift of coming back to life after having been dead, of course God is the one that makes it happen. It, it just happened to flow through Peter. But God is the one who deserves all the credit and all the praise. And when we read the story about Tabitha coming back, others as well, it's, it's representative of the everlasting life that all of the saints will experience in resurrection glory. I want us to think about this story, especially Tabitha being known for this kingdom legacy. She was known for doing good deeds and for acts of charity. On this Mother's Day, we celebrate the moms who are known for their good deeds and their acts of charity. If you agree with me, then in your heart, you can think about your mother, your grandmother, other women, other women perhaps within your life of faith who have impacted you. I think on this particular Mother's Day, we are especially needing to thank God for the moms who have watched over their children over this incredibly difficult year. 
they have had to do more with less. They've needed to adapt like never before. They've needed to wear so many hats. And our moms do it with grace and dignity, sacrificing beyond measure, showing a love that obviously God put into their heart for the betterment of their children. And we're thankful. It's amazing how moms have a way of watching over us, isn't it? Recently, back in the fall, my mom was starting to get on me a little bit about needing to go visit the dermatologist. We have a family member who had a skin cancer scare, and so she was encouraging me to go to the dermatologist. I'm thinking to myself, I've never been to the dermatologist yet. I'm an adult. I can make my own decisions. Thank you very much. So I'm at the dermatologist. And as they're doing the intake, asking me all kinds of questions about my health, my family history, I can't help but go back in time to when I was five years old. And my mother cared for me. My dad cared for me as well in the best way that he could. But my mom, she was the one that regularly took me for my chemotherapy treatments, for my bone marrow checks. She was the one who was there with me when I had spinal taps conducted. She was the one to listen to what my oncologist would have to say and then try to listen and process it and then call my dad on the phone to let him know and let other family members know. She drove me to and from the doctor an uncountable number of times. She was the one. And I'm so, so thankful, and I will always be thankful to my mom. You have your own story, too. I know you do. Because of the way that your mom has watched over you, provided for you, cared for you, we read in the Bible about this woman, Tabitha, who left a kingdom legacy of doing good, including acts of charity for others. And I think that we see Tabithas in our own families. You know, it's one thing to buy your own kids Christmas gifts, but it's another thing to buy Christmas gifts for children in need, right? It's one thing to provide school supplies for your own children, but it's, it's another thing to provide for children in the community. It's one thing to look after and nurture your, your own child, your own grandchildren, but it's another thing in the life of the church to look out and find other children because they belong to you too. And not just the children who happen to be on the membership rolls, but we look out because in the spirit of John Wesley, we see that all of Salisbury, all of Rowan County is our parish. There are other children out there who are in need of love and support, who are in need of encouragement. And we have Tabithas all throughout this church who have already demonstrated their kingdom legacy. Over this past year, many of us have come face to face with our mortality, perhaps like never before. I know many people 
have been asking difficult questions, not sure what life will be like in the coming months, the coming years. And they start wondering things like, how will I be remembered? When there comes a time for people to gather in a place like this, what scriptures will be read? What songs will be sung? What music will be heard? What stories will be told? Dear friends, what is your kingdom legacy? Over the past year, I have watched so many marvelous Tabithas within our church rise to the occasion, doing even more good than they used to do, showing even more acts of charity for more people who are in need. Do you know what else I've noticed? I've noticed more fear. I've heard more complaining. Interestingly, a couple months ago, the U.S. Department of Transportation released a report. Every year, the airline industry makes public the number of complaints that have been filed. You know, things like, my plane was late, or they lost my bags, or I didn't like how warm it was within the cabin of the airplane. Things like this. And interestingly, from the year 2019 to the year 2020, as you well know, the number of flights dramatically decreased. But as you could imagine, the number of complaints increased. The number of complaints among people traveling by airplane increased 568%. I think people have been forced to make changes they didn't want to. They were forced to adapt in ways that they didn't want. People who are so accustomed to having complete control over where they go, what they do, what they wear, are being told that they need to make changes. And when they get on an airplane and they're told you need to... Uh, put up your tray table, sir, or you need to tuck away your bag, ma'am. For many people, that's the last straw. <laughs> there might be other places, not just on airplanes, but other places around. So I simply ask you this, what is your kingdom legacy? The good news for Tabitha, as as her body was laying there, she had dear friends who loved her and appreciated her because they saw God's work through her life. And that was honored by God through Peter bringing her back to life. That's the resurrection power of Easter at work within Tabitha. And dear friends, that is at work within us today. The signs of life may not be so dramatic, but look around and you will see new signs of life. This is Easter at work within you and through you so that you can leave a kingdom legacy of doing good, showing acts of charity. And when the time comes, we too can be joined with the saints in resurrection glory. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we ask that you would rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts 
and don't forget to share us with your friends. For more information about FUMC and our mission to make and nurture Christian disciples through the presence and power of God, we invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and please visit our website at fumcsalisbury.org.